Welcome to Tuscan Radio. I am your host, Drew Gretsch, and today we are talking about Star Wars The Bad Batch, Season 1, Episode 10, Common Ground. This episode was released on Disney Plus on June on July 2nd, 2021, and has a runtime of 27 minutes. The, the episode w- was directed by Saul Ruiz and was written by Gersimran Sandhu. The Batch has their ideology challenged. So that is what uh, happens in this episode, The Bad Batch. Uh, but first, uh, I got some news that we got to break down first. Um, so, uh, about a week ago, about a week ago, um, some Lego sets were revealed for the Mandalorian. And there was a set with the Slave One um, from uh, Chapter 14, The Tragedy. The name of the set is Boba Fett's Starship. Not Slave One. And of course, the internet got all mad and everything because it's like Disney is sort of Disney-fying Star Wars now, which, of course, has been happening for a while. I mean, you know, um, I, I, I wouldn't say it's, like, as much as, like, some of the, the older, like, Disney cartoons or anything, but, I, and, you know, they've stayed dark. Star Wars has been, you know, a little bit darker lately. I mean, that episode of The Bad Batch about a month or so ago, but, no, that was, like, a month and a half ago. Wow, this show's been going on for a while. Um... Where Crosshair just murdered the, the civilians. So, you know, but this is for a a, a toy, you know. And I know that there are pe- pe- people who remember when I call these toys, but I mean, I, I'm a collector, you know. Let's, but let's be honest, these are toys. So, it is acceptable to rename this Lego set as Boba Fett's starship because the primary people who are buying these are parents and gift givers. And, you know, people aren't going to buy a toy for their kid called the Slave One. That's just, that's not going to happen. That is not going to happen. So I'm, I'm okay with it for the, the merchandise I'm fine with that, calling the Boba Fett starship. How, however, if we get to like the book of Boba Fett this December, and the Slave One is coming like overhead, and like Cobb Vanth, who we know is going to be in the show, is just like, oh no, it's Boba Fett's starship. Then, then I'm going to be mad. Then that's just, and it's Dave Filoni, so that is not something I would, you know. I, I can see him doing. Dave Filoni is a person who cares so much about the 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 lore and the history of, of Star Wars. So he he would never do that. He he would never just rename it. A ship needs a name, you know. It it needs a name, and the um, you know, it's sort of the same with um, uh, the Bad Batch set, Le- Le- Lego set, which I think is called. The um the Bad Batch, uh starship or or something like that. 
course we know in universe it's called the the havoc marauder but you know people don't really know that they they want the, the brand recognition so bad batch ship is much easier another one is the knights of ren but what is that actually what's their ship actually called i gotta see hang on knight knights of ren ship is called the knight buzzard what why no no one's gonna buy something called the knight buzzard so the lego set is called the knights of ren transport ship this is something that really just happens with the, I, I think like the only sets that actually get like names like the actual canonical names are like millennium falcon and of course you know like x-wing but but it's like luke skywalker's x-wing or like maybe there's ones like hera's a-wing i'm not entirely sure of course you got the ghost as as well so it's more just the recognition of the character is is what it is so i'm not too wor worried about this i don't think you guys should be either it's it's fine it's fine and remember it was only ever called the slave one once in the clone wars so yes the clone wars is of course canon clone wars is of course canon so i i'm not too worried about this at all unless of course like we get to like a show and they ref and they do not refer to it as the slave one all right we got some other news right here um we got some news about the acolyte the the acolyte which is my most a anticipated uh series that that is, is coming up just because it's an all-new era of th the galaxy and I just love the Sith. The Sith are awesome. It looks like this is a show that's about the Sith. So, um, Leslie Headland, the showrunner of this series, has said, uh, this was in an interview with, do you know who this is with? I'm, I'm not sure, but uh, this is just, uh, this is on, on comicbook.com. Uh, she says, and I'm gonna gonna do the direct quote here. What can I say? What I can say is the reason it did appeal to me personally is that I was 18 when Phantom Menace came out, and I was a very very big Star Wars fan. I remain a big Star Wars fan, but at that particular time, right after the re-releases and the fact that I was in high school, it was just kind. It just, it just all. It just co. It, it just kind of all coincided at a time where I was discovering who I was sexually. I was discovering who I was artistically. I was kind of realizing what I wanted to do with my life. And then this big, huge movie event, cultural event happened that was The Phantom Menace. I know there were varying reactions to it. And certainly there were a lot of people who had grown up with the original trilogy who were disappointed by it. But I actually was very intrigued by what George Lucas had started, had started us at that particular point. I, I kind of wondered... But what happened to lead up to this? That's that's kind of where my Star Wars fan brain went. was like, how did we get here? And why are the Jedi like this? 
when they are in power, why are they acting this way? And how is it that they're not having the reaction that you would think they would to Anakin's presence and what Qui-Gon Jinn is saying about how passionately he feels about training him and bringing him into the fold. It's like even the, the discovery of Darth Maul is kind of met with this like, hmm, interesting kind of feeling. So I think for me, my brain has always buzzed around that area and wondered what's going on here or what has been going on here. So that's what she had to say about the in about the impact that uh, the Phantom Menace is sort of bringing with the Acolyte and how the Acolyte is going to retroactively sort of lead into Phantom Menace. So yeah, this just serious, like we, we knew that the show was going to like be sort of a murder mystery type thing. This really makes it feel like it's going to be about Oh, you know what this is? Oh my God. What if it's about a Jedi who's like trying, who's heard rumors of a Sith out somewhere in the galaxy and then they try to hunt down the Sith. Oh my God. And what if it's Sifo, wait, no, no, Sifo-Dyas would not. <laughs> no, um, cause Sifo-Dyas disappeared around the time of the Phantom Menace. So that couldn't be him, but oh my god, I love that. I I I love that so much. Um, yeah, I am just so excited for this show. Uh, February twenty twenty three, got like a year and a got like a year and a half until the show. Uh, I I cannot wait. I seriously cannot wait for the show to come out. I, I think that um, Leslie Hedlund is going to bring something so interesting and just so new to the table. And it's it's going to be great. This is going to be a great, great show. Um, we also have some news about Rogue Squadron. And so, yeah, so Pat, Patty Jenkins uh, was speaking with the... Associated Press this past week, and she said, I'm in love with all three projects on my plate right now. I'm definitely doing Rogue Squadron next, and I'm excited to do Wonder Woman 3. The, the Michael Stackpole books and the, and the video games and all of the Rogue Squadron books, there's an incredible history that's really important to honor, and yet it must be brought to a new age, because we, we have to tell a new story with it, and so you're trying to blend the best of everything and make it the great fighter pilot movie, which I've always wanted to make as well. It's a big brew of things that you're trying to put together and and still try to tell a simple story. Uh, she continued saying, you're trying to bring the best of yourself and use it to make something beautiful that honored the, the legacy be before you. Of course, it's a huge amount of pressure and Wonder Woman was a, a huge amount of pressure as well so it's not a totally new f f feeling to me definitely nerve-wracking we also knew um we also have a writer for rogue squadron uh rogue squadron will, will, will be written by matthew robinson i'm just gonna look up right now see what he's done let's see what has he written uh, i i know i checked this past week and it was not very reassuring i guess um 
Oh, he wrote Love and Monsters, which I have not seen, which I which I, I've heard is found, is fantastic. And I'll probably watch something this weekend now. Uh, oh, he wrote Dora and the Lost City of Gold. He wrote Monster Trucks. Oh God. Okay. Uh, I'm a little nervous. I am a little bit nervous, but you know, Love and Monsters is the most recent thing that he's written. So I have faith. I have faith in Rogue Squadron. But anyway, so she said that it's going to, you know, new era. That confirms to me that this is a movie set after the rise of Skywalker. I thought this was going to be movie. So, so like the, the, uh, teaser poster that we saw at, um, the Disney investor day back in December showed a, uh, T-70, x-wing that, that that we do see the resistance have in the sequel trilogy so that of course makes people think that oh okay so this is set after the sequel films now we also know that these that the resistance did not have the most advanced technology so in terms of like an iphone they would have like so if like the iphone 12 is like the latest one i think 12 12 pro max 12 mini um they would have like the iphone 8 is, is essentially what it was. So, you know, I thought this is going to, that this would be a movie that would tie in sort of with, um, the Mandalorian spinoffs in that sort of subsection of, of this universe that they're trying to create. So, you know, if, if, if it is that awesome, I'll be super happy with all the interconnectivity. If it's not, that's fine. It'll also be a. I'm sure it'll be a great Star Wars story. I loved the first Wonder Woman, and I thought that the second one was just okay. Except I've just seen seen it the one time. So, you know, we will see. We will see. Um, yeah. So Star Wars Rogue Squadron, d- December twenty second, twenty twenty three, and I just cannot wait to get back into theater and see a new Star Wars movie. This that is. I love seeing just new Star Wars. I, I saw um, F9 this past week, and I loved it. I loved it. I know there, there are a lot of people who hated it. I seriously loved Fast 9. Great Fast and Furious movie. Just a great theatrical experience, honestly. It was... saw it in, in IMAX. That was my first IMAX um, experience since the, the rise of, of Skywalker. So, my God, the IMAX is beautiful. I- IMAX is beautiful, and I cannot wait to see Black Widow in, like, six days. So, yeah, I I just cannot wait for that. Uh, and, you know, some, some other fun news. Not really Star Wars, Super Star Wars related, but um, Ewan M- McGregor has had a son, I think, or no, uh, no, a, is it a son, I think, I do believe it is a son that they've had, yeah, it is a son, so he's had a son now, um, with Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who he co-starred with in uh, the Birds of Prey mo- movie last year, which 
he's absolutely fantastic and he's so great in, in Birds of Prey by, by far the best par- part of that movie so he, he's had a daughter for a while I'm not entirely sure how old uh, Clara McGregor is yeah I mean L- little Obi <laughs> there's a um, little Obi-Wan out there now um, more Ewan McGregor out in the world can only be a good thing so it's really all the news this week time now to talk about the Bad Batch Let's talk about Bad Batch. So I'm going to get into some spoilers here in just a second. Uh, before I get into spoilers, I just want to say that I really enjoyed this episode. I thought this was a very, very good good episode in, in, in the series. I know, that, you know, a lot of people I know on Twitter, I'm seeing they're calling it filler and stuff. But this is exactly what I wanted from this show. Was an episode like this. That's all I'm going to say. Go watch The Bad Batch. And then I'm going to get into spoilers. And there's really not, nothing to spoil, I don't think. So I'm just going to get, get into spoilers now. So if you're not, so if you are not all caught up on The Bad Batch, go away. Go watch this great show. And then come back. So, I mean, we, we finally get to see what the galaxy, or at least one central planet of the galaxy is like after Revenge of the Sith. And you guys know, like, this is what I've been wanting from this show. I've I've wanted a series that is just... Just a show that is, like, showing us the, the, the galaxy at large and this pivotal moment in galactic history of, you know, the Jedi have been wiped out, the, um, the, the, the Republic has, has, has fallen and the rise of the Empire. So we, we get that. We finally get that here in the, in this episode of the Bad Batch, this 10th episode, we got six left. We have, we only have six episodes left. So I'm not ready for this to end. I finally got what I wanted this show to be, although the last, like, three episodes have been fantastic. So, you know, if 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 you're someone who's, like, fallen off the Bad Batch or hasn't started it yet, like, watch, like, the first three, and then you can skip right to episode seven. And then just watch from now on. So... I'm just gonna, gonna get into my notes now. Um, so the episode starts off on Raxus, which is the, um, it, it was the head of the Confederacy of Independent Systems, the Separatist, uh, army back in the Clone Wars. So yeah, this is a planet that the Empire would definitely come down like super hard on. Like they would definitely want Raxus to be in in line with with what they're doing so i seriously love just like seeing that even just for a little bit and i also love seeing like the imperial senators or at least this one going against the empire even in these 
early days where, where they would be trying to like navigate through this dark time in in the galaxy. So, I just I seriously love this episode, and I just want to keep saying that because I loved it. I love this episode. Um. So, uh, the uh, Senator Singh, this uh, main dude, gets arrested by the Empire for speaking out, and then he sends his droid to go and contact Sid, who of course is the employer of the Bad Batch. Um. Yeah, so we cut back to the planet Sid is on, which I know. I know that you know what this planet is. Is it? It's Ord Mantell, I think. Is this Ord Mantell? Hang on, please hold, guys, while I check. Yes, it is Ord Mantell. And well, that, well, that, well, that would make sense with the Mantell mix. That sit that uh, Omega and Wrecker are always eaten after the mission. So that I think that places this episode like right after the events of the last episode, which you know, with the the Mandalorian and the Bad Batch, it's kind of hard to tell. And and we we got that before with Rebels and and Resistance. We're like, how how long is it between each episode? Like, I mean, they're. So with season two, the Mandalorian, you really think like, okay, this is all happening in the course of like four, five, six days. But there's a line in like episode six of that season where Din go, go, goes back to see Cara Dune and he's like, I'd heard rumors you'd gone le- legit. So like, where would he have heard though with those rumors? So because he just had been he went straight from that episode with her to ahsoka on tython no not tython on um that planet on um i'm, I'm forgetting what it's called i've not seen that episode in so long uh it's weird because ahsoka's my favorite star wars character so i gotta re-watch that um and then straight from there to tython with boba fett and then back to Caradion. So, like, we, we already have heard those. Makes me think that there is something that happened in the middle. Maybe, like, they, they, they went to a bar or something. We just didn't see it. Because it's not important. Okay. No one should ever trust Sid. Especially with a child. And especially with a child that has bounty... That has, like, at least two of the most deadly bounty hunters in the galaxy, like Cad Bane and Fennec Shand, hunting her. So, you know, Sid actually got a lot to do in this episode. Not, like, a lot to do, but, like, she, she, was in this, she was in this episode a lot. Like, a lot more than she has been in the past. I'm not actually sure if it was more. It just, like, sprinkled throughout. We got to see some stuff with Sid. Like, um, you know... Just the whole thing with her and Omega in in the bar, uh, and and I love her nicknames for the Bad Batch. So we got Tech is Goggles and Hunter is Bandana. So they leaves uh, Omega with Sid, and then they head off to Raxus, and then Sid immediately gives Omega um, a sponge to clean up the bar. There were a lot of things in this episode that were super interesting to me. Like, having Echo just 
be so against the idea of helping a separatist. That makes sense. He was a reg where the rest of the batch were on their own for most of the war. They never really spoke with the regs. But when, like, I mean, it was all those guys together, so there was that propaganda against the separatists and, like, spreading rumors and everything. And we saw in that episode, I think it's, like, season three, episode ten of The Clone Wars, Heroes on Both Sides, where we really see the that, that not all the separatists are bad. As Loki said in that outstanding show, Loki, which we're covering on in, in, in another Marvel podcast each Wednesday, no one bad is ever truly bad. And no one good is ever truly good. And especially in this time, just after everything that's happened with um, Order 66 and the rise of the Empire, it w- it is super important for, like, the galaxy to sort of come together and, like, fight this. And that is absolutely what we see in Rebels and in Ro- Rogue One, and we see the after effects of in, uh, in of course, the, uh, the original tr- trilogy films, those first three movies. So... I, and of course, you know, this is right after, so we have a long way to go until, yeah, like 19 years until A New Hope starts. And I seriously love just like all these seeds that they're planting, even now, like we know the payoff. It's just like, how do we get here? How do we get here? Let's fill in some more of that story. And we're seeing that now we're going to see it in in Obi-Wan Kenobi. We're going to see it in, in Andor. And possibly in Lando. I think those are all the shows that are going to be set between the prequels and the originals. Um, love that that Sid call, call, calls Hunter dark and broody. They're going to sort of have uh, a deal now. We know that's not that's not yet. Um, so they get to the city, and. They take out the first two stormtroopers exactly how Luke and Han do in A New Hope. Where, you know, that they, they're like, Hey down there, need a hand with this? Stormtroopers come up the, the ramp of the, of the Millennium Falcon. They shoot them. They take the suits as, you know, uh, and they take the suits as, uh, like, a, a disguise. And I really love, actually, that the bat didn't use them as a disguise. They are people who really want to maintain their sense of individuality. And especially with them being clones. I I love that they did not use the um the disguises. Anyway, maybe that that's just me reading too much into it. And maybe it's just like we want to be able to like tell them apart. In the uh, in the battle and stuff, just because it's it's it, it it's hard enough because they all have the same voice. So, you know, I I hope there's like a deeper connection there, and I love that connection. Just they want to maintain their sense of individuality. 
Um, and it does feel weird that Omega is not on this mission because I've just loved having her be a part of the team this season. I, I think that it that it's it just feels like she's missing. It does. It feels like she's. It felt like it did last week where she was not there with um where she she just wasn't there. Um, so we cut back to the bar, and it turns out that Omega is very good at Dejaric. So they have a, so like, you know, Omega and Sid make a deal. Um, and Omega just immediately goes, what's my cut? And then she wants 60%. I just love that, like, she's been around Sid long enough to, like, pick up on these things. And maybe she, she she's heard stuff from Hunter and Echo and Tech about it. Uh, another New Hope re- reference with the, uh, the probe droid. Uh, not, or like, the, uh, the torture droid that they use on, on Leia. They use here on Senator Singh. And then the, the vase breaks. And then Singh just goes, never cared much for that vase. So, you know, they escape then. Oh, because there was a vase earlier on. that the drawer was like, this is a priceless vase. <laughs> it breaks. And then this is the center's like, I, I never cared about the vase. So I really love that. So they escape. There's a secret tunnel, which I thought was was so smart that they used that. And I, I love the just like tech trusted the senator who was a separatist he he just trusted him so yeah i really loved that in in there as well um and i think that he should have stayed on on the planet and i'm not sure if he's gonna make contact with um with lux from the clone wars who is also of course from from raxus uh and we know where where lux ends up he ends up in um with saw Gerrera, who is of course already been in this show so they so they leave the planet and omega has fully made up the debt that the bad batch uh had with sid she's fully paid it off and i really really love that um and how much could she have possibly made, like, especially with, with, with such a huge cut of the profits? I'm sure that she didn't get 60%, because that is a very common way to um, get the what you actually want, is to just, like, go way too high, so, that they, so when you bring it down, you get what you actually want. So the, the, the episode ends with Hunter and Omega sitting down to play a game of Dejarek. So, yeah, I'm going to grade this episode now. Um, the story is an 8. The acting is a 10. The visual effects are a 10. The, the music is a 7. The cinematography is a 10. I'm just so impressed with the shots they are able to pull off with animation now. It is so great how they can do that. Um, the directing is a 7. The writing is a 7. The comedy is a 6. The heart is a 7. And the rewatchability is, is a 7. So the total is going to be 7.9 out of 10 for this episode of The Bad Batch. We know that next week's episode is called Devil's Deal. It's going to release on July 9th. 
that's episode 11, and July 16th is when I'm super excited for this season. Um, it's called Rescue on Ryloth. So we're going back to Ryloth. We could see Cham, Sindula. We could see Hera, which would be awesome. Uh, then July 23rd is episode 13, Infested. And July 30th is episode 14, War Mantle. We still don't have t titles for these last two episodes of the season, which will release on August 6th and August 13th. So, yeah, that is this episode of the, of the Bad Batch. Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. I am your host, Regretch. Please go follow us on Twitter at Tuscan Radio Pod. Uh, please go and ch check out the website, kidcommentariesnetwork.com. Um, and uh, the uh, email is tuscanradio at gmail.com. And um, yeah, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps us out. So yeah, just do all those things. It really helps out the show. We'll be back next week. Oh, no, no, there is going to be a Star Wars Visions trailer tomorrow, actually, I think. So, probably break that down sometime in the middle of the week next week. So, you guys can look forward to that as well before we get into uh, episode 11, The Bad Batch. I thought that this was going to end at 10 when it was first announced, but uh, no, you're getting 16 episodes. So, so excited for that. Alright guys, thank you so, so much for listening. I'm Drew Gretsch. The Force will be with you. Always.